Hey, hello and welcome to Surviving the Clone Wars, where we review Star Wars The Clone Wars one episode at a time. I'm one of your hosts, William. And I'm the other host, Matthew. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Alright, how, how are you? Good. Yeah. I brushed my teeth in a CVS parking lot to this morning. <laughs> awesome. It was, that was a first. Yeah, I can imagine. It was an adventure. Sure. First time I had to pay money to brush my teeth once. <laughs> Right, because you spent the night at uh, our friend Adam's house. Shout out to our friend Adam. Yeah. He was there too. He also brushed his teeth in the, <laughs> in the CVS parking lot. But he lot. has a toothbrush at his house. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I don't know if like he just forgot to until we got to CVS. You just want, or he if, just didn't want to feel left out. <laughs> or if he just didn't want me, me to feel left out. So he was like, well, we'll both do it. I prefer the idea that he wanted the experience as well. <laughs> Well, it was just something. I'll ask him, want. or maybe he'll listen and he'll just tell us. I don't know, Adam. If you're listening, send us an email. Tell us why. <laughs> Regardless, it was fun. Don't just tell him when you see him every day. Send us an email. <laughs> if every day I see him, I say, Adam, if you're listening right now, <laughs> send us an email. Contact at survivingthecloneworks.com. Tell us why you didn't just brush your teeth at your own house. <laughs> William, is there something we wish to remind the listener before we get started with the review this week? Yes. As always, as a reminder, you do not have to watch Star Wars The Clone Wars along with us because we can provide context, so you don't have to. But if you want to, and I would suggest that because it'd be a lot of fun, then it would be a lot of fun, and you'd be having a whole lot of fun. But you can still have fun without it. This is such... We have to find, like, a scripted way of saying this. Because it is... <laughs> every week, we just start, and then we just completely oh my, it, have no idea what we're saying. But the funny thing is, we practically have, we have a scripted way. Okay, let me just but read this. But that gets this. boring. No, but let me just read this. I'm just going to read it. You don't have... <laughs> you don't... It's there, this whole time it says you don't have seen. There are some typos also. You don't have seen the episode to enjoy the podcast. <laughs> but you might get a little more out of it. Period. It's on Netflix in the US and probably other countries. Or you can look for it in other places if you don't have Netflix. That's what we have written. It's so boring. <laughs> it is so boring. No wonder why I regret ever writing that. <laughs> Keep it though. Okay, yeah. Don't even fix the error. We won't. Well, now that that's out of the way, let's go for it. Ta-da! That was very like the same note. It was. It was also very short. That's okay. That's fine. Republic forces in retreat while rescuing General Isla Sakura from certain defeat. Anakin Skywalker has been seriously injured. After a narrow escape, our heroes crash-landed on the remote world of Meridon. Stranded and with no way to contact the Republic, the Jedi receive medical aid from the peaceful Lerman colonists. But even on this tiny planet, the war threatens to follow the Jedi. Matthew, how does this episode start? Previously on Surviving the Clone Wars. Lemurs. The A-Team. Lots of grass on planet. Basically, Anakin, Ahsoka, and Ayla Secura have crash-landed on this planet, this grass planet, uh, and they met lemurs. With a special talent? With a special talent, which is... They can roll around? 
which doesn't really factor into this episode, but it is a thing that we want to acknowledge. <laughs> but the real important part about the lemurs is that uh, their philosophy is they don't believe in war. At least the older members kind of enforce that on the whole village. Yeah. Just keep the peace, man. Peace and love. Peace and love. Yeah. And what, what's the name of the leader again? Or we'll just call him uh, Papa we were, Lemur. Well, we were calling him Watson. Oh, uh, Watson. Should we keep calling him Watson? Let's keep calling him Watson. Okay. His actual name is Tiwatka. But we're calling him Watson because far too many syllables. So three down to two. One, one too many syllables. <laughs> <laughs> but Watson... Yeah, his philosophy of life is basically they don't believe in killing of any sort, so they just try to stay out of everything, so much so that they don't even have technology. Yep. But this episode starts out, well, nothing really has happened besides they're still stranded because their ship blowed up and yep. they are they don't have a way to get off. <laughs> but Anakin is awake now. He's no longer unconscious. Yes. He's still kind of he hurt. Very, he's quite injured. Yes. He's got a bandage around his head and everything. <laughs> The international sign for an injury in a cartoon. <laughs> but um, but he probably needed it. Also, I mean, the explosion. clones the clones are apparently welcome in the village now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because well, they they're just hanging out. Well, they don't have anywhere else to stay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And Doctors of Bumafu helped them out before, so I guess it's kind of like... Eh, Maybe. We, we helped each other. That's true. But whatever. So Anakin is talking to Wagtu, uh, who, or as we call him, Doctors of Bumafu who is the son of the village elder Tiwat Ka, or as we call him, Watson. Yes. And basically there's some conversation kind of reestablishing the mentality of the lemur people. Well, a lot of that takes place after uh, Rex, who at the moment is kind of like looking through his electro binoculars into the distance, and he sees... Something that looks like a foot with two wings, which always means it's the Separatists. <laughs> Commander Bly, we've got company. Friendlies? Negative, sir. A droid ship. Coming straight our way. Acknowledged. Get back here. General. Yes, Commander. We've got a Separatist ship incoming. This is neutral space. It won't be neutral for long. Not if the Separatists have their way. Ah! Help me up. Oh! Don't struggle. I- I'm sorry, but you're still too injured to move. And so, upon reporting that the Separatists are coming, of course, Watson blames it on the Jedi's presence. But they remind him, hey, they don't know we're here. It's not our fault. They're g- they would have found you anyway. Because that's just kind of what they do. Exactly. But of course, Watson kicks them out anyway. Because that makes sense. If the Jedi are there while the Separatists are there. Then the separatists are going to assume. A problem. <laughs> yeah, you're on a side, which exactly. their thing is we're not on anybody's side but yeah. our own. So, so it all makes sense. All the motivations are fairly well established. So they kick the A team out. Did someone say A team? The A team, of course, being Ayla, Secura, Anakin, and Ahsoka, because <laughs> three A's. You're not even going to acknowledge it. <laughs> So the foot ship lands, and a Nemoidian steps out. A Nemoidian being like Newt Gunray, Newt Gunray and and the gang, but it's about the most overweight Nemoidian, heaviest. heaviest. It's the heaviest Nemoidian you've ever seen, <laughs> and it's ninety five percent in the neck. neck. Yeah, it's just kind of like he's voiced by George Takei. 
He is? He is. What? <laughs> I had to double check. Because, like, whenever I hear George Takei's voice, I, I, I always recognize it, but never immediately know who it is. But then I look it up, and I'm like, of course. I can always recognize it, usually. So, like, a couple... But I didn't get that one. Yeah, so, like, a couple minutes in, I was like, is that... Who is... And then I looked it up. It's George Takei. George Takei, of course, played Sulu in the original Star Trek series. He also did the voice of Ricardio, the heart guy in Adventure Time, which I think is his best role. But we won't get into that. I think this is his best role, William. No. I think this is inarguably his best role. Okay, I'll roll with it. (laughs) So yeah, George Takei steps out with a million battle droids behind him. And Watson decides to just walk up and talk to him. We will not fight them at all. We would rather die than to kill others. You're going to surrender? But how can you... Ahsoka, stop. If the Lerman want to remain neutral, we won't force them into war. Say to it that they leave. I must see what our new visitors want. By the way, real quick, there was some confusion on the accents of the lemurs. Yeah. Last episode. I wasn't sure if they were Irish or Scottish. And we landed on Scottish. However, it turns out Watson is Irish, but his son, Dr. Zabumafu, is Scottish. Two completely different accents. <laughs> I mean, I guess to most people outside of those countries, I'm not going to notice too much. But I, I did notice, William. <laughs> because if Watson, like who was raising Dr. Zabumafu before he got his doctorate? I mean, maybe he uh, <laughs> just picked up on the joke, but maybe, I don't know, His the mother seems to be absent. Maybe she was... Maybe she was Irish? Yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It was that, but that's where the confusion came from. Also, other confusion just on my part, <laughs> even though I recognized Dr. Zabumafu as being totally a dude in the last episode, <laughs> I watched this whole episode not realizing that's, do- that's the same doctor from the other one, and I thought that it was Watson's daughter, <laughs> and I just thought it was a grown woman instead of a young the boy. The whole time, you were thinking. that was We had that conversation off mic. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, wait, wh- what? And then you like got up to look at the picture like, that... But I, what? And then I realized it was the same character as the other episode, and I go, oh. <laughs> it was a great moment, but you had to be there. <laughs> I mean, they're a bunch of lemurs. Like, they all look like lemurs. Their species is called Lerman, which sounds like it's very derivative of lemur. <laughs> but we digress. Yeah. So Watson thinks that he can talk his way out of it. I mean,. It's clear to him, we don't like the Jedi's ways, we don't want to be involved, but they're nice people. Separatists seem like bad people, but hopefully we can treat it the same way. So he just kind of goes with it, and what's the name of... Should we just call him George Well, he Decay? stepped out, and... Well, his name is General Locke Durd, but when he stepped out, it sounded like his name was General Not Good. <laughs> I am General Lockdurd of the Separatist Alliance. 
so we are, of course, going to call him General Not Good. I love that idea. Or Not Good. We can put the inflection anywhere. Not Good. Not General Good. Not Good. Not Good. Okay. So General Not Good is all, hey, congratulations, you're under protection of the separatist military. I am T. Watka, leader of this colony. What do you... You are now under the protection of the separatist alliance. I congratulate you on your good fortune. And Watson stays pretty calm, even though that's obviously not what he wants. <laughs> so he says, Thank you, but we enjoyed good fortune well before your arrival. We are a peaceful people, General. I do not condone your presence here. Stand aside. I would like to inspect my new colony. <laughs> Ransack this it turns out what they want to do is nefarious. Correct, Matthew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the battle droids very thank much. You for, thank you for, for I need that affirmation, William. Thank you. <laughs> that means a lot to me. No problem, pal. I don't think I've called you pal before. <laughs> I don't think so. So the battle droids, and I have a note on this. The battle droids, for the first time, I think, like normal class battle droids, actually acting like battle droids from yeah. the movies. Meaning, in large numbers, they can actually be pretty scary because yeah. they just plunder the whole village. Really trying. There, there's no comedy. Yeah. I mean, there is a little bit later on, but like. But nothing. it's just an army of droids with guns just marching into a, vi- a helpless village, and they're not shooting everyone. They're terrorizing the little. Lemur Village. Yeah, they're just kind of kicking stuff over and just kind of searching, making sure there's no hidden Jedi or anything. Not that they're suspicious, but just, you know, it's part of their protection program. <laughs> but they did not find anything. No, they Thank did not. Thank heavens. Absolutely no evidence. Because, just of like course, a bunch of lemurs and the magic A-team pots. already left. Yeah. I mean, they were just hiding in the tall grass next to the village. Yeah. <laughs> Where else are you going to hide on this, on this planet? <laughs> You have two options, grass or tree. And, so and the there trees... is not a tree anywhere around, so it's going to be grass. Yes. <laughs> but they didn't look in the grass yet. Ooh. Ominous. So uh, the droids tell General Not Good that there's no evidence of any Republic shenanigans going on. So the droids leave. That's that. They're gone. Or are they? Well, they're gone from the village, but Not Good sets up a camp. Like General mile, Not Good. General Not Good sets up a camp a mile out. And Is it a mile, specifically? I don't know. It's an estimate. Okay, we'll go with it. It's a mile away. So, back to the A-team. Still in the grass. And the Separatists have moved out. But, wait, there's something rustling in the grass. Could it be another Harry Potter thing from last episode? <laughs> Another hippogriff? <laughs> no. It's a pre-probe droid. A pre-probe droid? Because there's like the probe droids in the original trilogy. Yeah. But it's like a smaller one, but it makes like the same sounds. I guess so. It's a, a probe mini. It's a probe mini. The iProbe mini. That somehow came out before the original iProbe. It's The original probe is like the iPad, where it's just supposed to be a bigger version. That makes sense. So this is like the iPod, and then the one from the original trilogy is like the iPad. Exactly. Precisely, William. But they see the iProbe Mini. And worse than that, the iProbe Mini sees them. 
Dun, dun, dun. And it's a separatist thing, so that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> and it zooms off and they start chasing it because it can't, it's not like it can do wireless or anything futuristic like Star Wars does. It can immediately <laughs> alert not good to their presence. General not good. He General. has a title, gosh darn it. Fine. Show him the respect he deserves. <laughs> but since it obviously can't do wireless, they're chasing it like mad and they secure chops it in half and that's that. They're chasing it like what? Hi, what? Hang on. It Back was fast. up. It was fast. Faster. Uh, William, nothing was faster than the way that you described that scene. <laughs> okay, should I take it slow? <laughs> take it slow. Beat by beat. Okay. Beat one. It was it, it was going away. <laughs> okay, a little faster than that. Oh. Beat two. They chased it. Beat three. Blue girl chop it up. <laughs> Thank you. That clears it up nicely. And at this point, they're by a tree. And they can get in the tree to look at stuff. <laughs> Which, uh, okay, this brings me to a point <laughs> which is like, this does not make sense here. Okay. They're hiding in the grass from the separatists because it's for the protection of this weird lemur colony. Yes. And they just had to disable a probe droid that belongs to the separatists. Yes. So the separatists are not far off. Yes. And their bright idea is for all of them to climb up into a tree with very little leaves that that's is true. in the middle of nowhere to where literally everyone around from a good distance off can definitely see them. That's true. But it's in a tree. So they're hidden. (laughs) You know, I didn't question it. I thought it was, I thought it was okay. But I mean, I mean, I'm not going to say that doesn't make sense. What you just said, (laughs) because it does a little bit, but I also, I can believe that they wouldn't be seen because you know, it is very far away and they'd have to be looking in that exact spot true but but then again that is also a spot where they would probably look (laughs) oh look there's one tree (laughs) maybe just check it out but when they're in the tree what do they see william well they see general not goods camp that he set up that's just like a big wall it's basically a small fortress that i guess he deployed from the foot ship potentially i don't know how he did it Battle droids can just do that. Magic. The magic of mechanics. Movie magic. TV magic. And it seems at the moment to be kind of like, well, it's a separatist base. There's battle droids. There's tinnies and clankers. And piston heads. But it's not like there's anything majorly suspicious going on until all these tanks start driving out of the fortress tankaroos a tankaroos as we call them <laughs> here here at surviving the clone wars we prefer the term tankaroos <laughs> but the last tankaroo that comes out is a bit modified it's got this big yellow thing it kind of just top. looked like a yellow wrench to me it, yeah, that was my thought exactly but, or like a clamp or something that would like crush something I thought maybe they were going to take it out and it was just going to like crush the trunk of the tree. I actually thought that exact same thing. I was like, he's just going to like chop down the trees. (laughs) Which, you know, if you want to decimate a species that relies on just the giant pods from these sparse trees for everything. That is a good idea. Just chop down the trees. (laughs) Just chop down the trees. But that is not the reason they're there, William. No, the reason they're there. The reason they're there is for a special weapons test. 
Is the defoliator capsule ready? Taguan! Today is a grand day for the Separatist cause. We test a new weapon of my own design, which is capable of catastrophic destruction. A weapon which will destroy organic matter, but leave machines unharmed. And then a scene happens that's much like General Hux's speech to the First Order Stormtroopers, except divide it by about a million. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just, he's sitting on top of a small wall talking to like <laughs> 50 battle droids. Yeah. <laughs> but they are talking about testing a weapon. But it's not a weapon that's a planet. It's it's also not a claw of any sort. It looks like a claw, but it's it just shoots these big shells. But... His his purpose in the speech is like hyping up these battle droids talking about this weapon that um the purpose of this weapon as at least as far as what he says in the speech is it destroys everything organic like it destroys living creatures and plants and stuff but it does not destroy mechanics to which all the battle droids start cheering <laughs> It was the best moment because it was like, just like, yes, and it was like kind of a long time of just battle droids cheering <laughs> and it was my favorite thing. They all come down and there's this one battle droid right behind General Not Good that's just still going, yay, for a couple seconds. <laughs> so I gotta have to get him to shut up so he can continue. Yeah, but, um, but after the speech, after all the hooping and hollering, they, they begin the test. And they load the cannon, and they fire it out into an open field that it that just happens to be in the general direction of the A-Team's tree. Ready? Run Roger, roger. Aim. The shell flies up into the air. It's like a huge, makes a huge arc. And it pretty much makes this rippling explosion. Sure. Which I'm not sure how that works with not killing mechanical things because it's literally fire. Yeah. It just makes a very quickly spreading wall of fire. Yeah. And it kind of just goes straight forwards right at the tree. <laughs> Which wouldn't be a problem if they were all still in the tree. However, the two clones who were with the A-team were on the ground and kind of snuck forwards to get a better view and now wildfire is rippling towards <laughs> them. So they're just dashing back as fast as they can to the tree. Yeah. Uh, they shoot these two tether lines from their guns at the huge branch of the huge tree that the A-team is on. Mm-hmm. One of them makes it. But one of them trips. And his line misses. So Ayla Secura springs into action. She uses a vine that's hanging from the tree and just leaps into the air, swings all the way around and grabs the tether that missed and yanks the clone right on top of the with the rest of them. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he's, they saved him. <laughs> no one died. I thought a clone would die, but then they didn't. Which would be a problem if it was a Marvel movie, because that happens way too much. Matthew, say some words now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, well, at this point, General Not Good calls up Dooku and gives a little... Uh, report on the test he's like hey everything went well as you can see the landscape has been destroyed and the droids are undamaged 
Impressive. But now we need to know how effective this weapon will be against living creatures. Of course. I specifically chose this planet because it is inhabited. The colonists will make excellent test subjects. Proceed then. I eagerly await the results. Duku is pleased, but unfortunately, the test isn't really over because we know it can destroy grass, but can it destroy a living life? Does grass count as living life? <laughs> I don't know. It's living. If something is living, I said it that has as life. like a joke, but that's a good point. I mean, it's a different kind of life. It's not a conscious life. The point is, they want to test it on a conscious life, on like. Can it destroy people a type? Sentient being. Sentient being is what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> William. <laughs> I almost described it as a, a people type living thing. <laughs> a people type person. Yeah. Instead of a grass type person. And it turns out that that is why they have chosen this planet. Because they know that the lemur people live there. Plus. The lemur type people. Yeah. And I guess this village is actually the smartest place to do this. Yeah. Because the lemurs are not connected with anybody. They don't associate with themselves with either side of the war. That's true. And they're disconnected anyway. So no one's going to even notice if they're gone. But of course... Someone notices. And it's the A-team. Oh, they notice. All right. From their tree right in front of the place. Yes. That didn't get blown up for some reason? I guess the explosion kind of stopped like right at the tree. Maybe. (laughs) Or maybe it's just a really resilient tree. Or maybe it didn't. It did fall down and they jumped out. I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't but regardless, matter. doesn't matter. <laughs> regardless, they're all like, "Hmm, we can't just go tell the lemurs about it because Watson's not going to do anything about it." Yeah, we got to take this into our own hands. But in- however, there is another lemur. Was it Doctor Zabumafu? Uh, no, it was a different one. Uh, but he okay, so he had this little thing. Like it looked like an. I thought it was a Nibre. But it turns out it is something completely different. It is called a carrier butterfly. What? (laughs) A carrier butterfly. And apparently a carrier butterfly. I had to look this up. But a carrier butterfly. (laughs) But it's a bird. It's not a butterfly. It's a butterfly. It is a butterfly? It's It's basically a butterfly, but it's as big as a bird. It's a butterbird. It's a butterbird. No, it's a carrier butterfly, William. (laughs) But... Basically, the carrier butterfly can mimic speech. So, the Lerman apparently use the carrier butterfly to convey messages. So, this little lemur... Or you did your research on this one. I did. So, so, this lemur had a little carrier butterfly on his shoulder, like a pirate. Arg. And um, he whispered to it... And then it fluttered off and went to alert Wag 2. (laughs) And the Jedi, who, as we said, not bothering to go back. Exactly. Devise a plan, which is to break in to the base, which doesn't make sense until they do it. And then you realize how it makes sense. (laughs) But they wait for nightfall because that's always the best time to break into anything. Of course. They go up to the wall. I learned that from Prince Caspian. Sure. They go up to the wall. I think that's the one where they raid the castle. 
I'm just, I mean, I don't know. Narnia we're talking about. <laughs> oh, that Prince Caspian. Yeah, there you go. I think there was a wall in that. There was a castle. I remember one of the Narnias had a little castle raid, and I was like... It was that one. Yeah. And I, I, that just came to me, just now. They had perpetual like motion... I won't get into that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the A team sneaks up through the grass and there's like two battle droids stationed outside, which, you know, I've noticed in this show so far <laughs> when you're protecting something, there's always just like two guys stationed outside. Like the yeah. bad guys, they don't have security cameras and all the all, time. It they is always have, two. Yeah. They don't have motion sensors. Just enough to be really easy to take down. <laughs> I'm going to go, I, I'm going to go ahead and say, I've played a lot of Star Wars video games in my day. Whenever you're trying to bust into an enemy base, there's always auto turrets everywhere. Yeah. There's never auto turrets anywhere. <laughs> That's true. Or just turrets. That's Sometimes. True. But like never on the outside of the base, you know, where you might need them. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent point. But they have to But it sure is convenient for our heroes. <laughs> I think there were actually more than two battle droids, but it's like there just were a some handful. like on top of the wall, but I think there were only two actually on the ground. Okay. But the way they got in was Maybe pretty three. brilliant. Maybe we are completely mistaken. There's not a lot. <laughs> yeah. There were a bunch of them before, but now there's not a lot outside. Yeah. But the way they got in, pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. You just see this rock just like rolling on the ground and it lands in front of one of the battle droids and he's all, Hey, what was that? And then it starts moving around and you realize, oh, good old Annie or one of the other ones. I think it was Anakin. It was Anakin it that was, was moving Anakin. around, though. And so it's going back and forth. It was and actually four battle droids. <laughs> so oh. we were completely wrong. <laughs> but um, Two, four, eh. <laughs> Closer than 50, hey, which there were before. They're all even numbers. Except I did guess three before, too. <laughs> but they're, one of them is just try, like frantically trying to catch this rock, and they he just pushes it into the grass. Yeah. And... Um, far enough into it that Ayla Secura can chop it up without them noticing. Even though it's a super bright lightsaber that they definitely should have seen. <laughs> and he wasn't that far into the grass anyway. Yeah, but suspend your disbelief, it worked. It, I mean, what are you going to do? It's clankers. <laughs> they got gears for brains. But the rest of the battle droids are distracted by this, and so on the other side, Anakin has the chance to sneak up behind them, and I mean... It's four battle droids, which, yeah. as we see later on, it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. But uh, as Anakin is doing that, Ayla Secura and Ahsoka are very quickly running along the side of the wall and kind of do this ninja, like, jump back and forth between two wall things to get up to the top of the oh, roof. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And for some reason, with you, their lightsabers I, that ignited... A, that, as we established, you are very vocally expressive when we watch things. Yeah. And that and at that moment, you said, oh, cool. Well, I just kind of <laughs> noticed, like, like, they used a rock, just like a little rock to sneak in. I mean, that's it's sure pretty smart. Wouldn't work in real life, you know, where in it? our modern day, we actually have things like motion detectors <laughs> and security cameras, and even in some places, auto turrets. But again, regardless, it works. So they get into it, and with... Did they leave their lightsabers on as they were running through it? I don't know. I don't really remember a whole Somehow lot this, they make it into the base. I mean, we saw how they did it. I but I'm it, saying... I think they just, like, opened a door. 
well, I remember after, seeing an open yeah. door. I didn't. I might have been taking a note when they opened it, but I remember just seeing a big open door. Yeah, I f- I'm pretty sure it was Ayla Sakura and Ahsoka had gone over the top of the roof while Anakin was destroying the rest of the battle droids. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, if there's no security cameras, again, <laughs> we'll get this later on. But they shouldn't have had any trouble just walking straight up to the battle droids and destroying them. But Anakin was dealing with that, and once he gets those out of the way, he just goes through the front entrance without okay. checking what's behind it. He did. He checked it with the Force. That's not how the Force works. Actually, it is. <laughs> this actually, Why didn't this they just very use much it? How the Force works. <laughs> <laughs> I sense danger. Isn't that spider sense? No, that's my spider spins are tingling. He always says it's tingling. My midichlorians are tingling. <laughs> My midichlorians are tingling. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. <laughs> well, I guess Anakin's midichlorians weren't tingling, so he thought the door was safe. <laughs> so he goes in, he meets up with Ahsoka and Ayla Secura, and they're still not detected somehow in the middle of the base, and they're just kind of chopping battle droids left and right that don't notice them from behind because they're all facing i guess the center of the room i don't know <laughs> but they kill all of them and i don't even know where the where general not good is right now i don't know probably taking a bath <laughs> but you know it works it was kind of cool if you don't think about it which we're doing now <laughs> But there's two shield generals. It was a fun scene. It is fun. And it ends with them swiping the two shield generators in the center, putting it in like a little separatist ship, and then flying it out of the place. Yeah, just stealing. Unscheduled, and no one noticing still. Well, I think they just destroyed all of everyone who was paying attention, or who was supposed to be paying attention. I guess. But the next morning, he should have noticed the ship was gone. <laughs> that's true. And he was still like... Because... Like nothing happened. That's a note that I have that we can talk about in a minute, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that when it happened, but I should have. <laughs> and this was another one of those nights last like two minutes scenarios. Yeah. The the whole time, the distance between various locations on this planet is very it's in, interesting. It's in within walking distance. Yeah. Maybe the nights are just like... Two hours. It's like Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> but everything's in walking distance at least. Yeah. But I mean, they wait till night to do this raid. And then they fly a ship back to the village. And by the time they get there, it's morning. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> or maybe maybe it just kind of skipped forward to the morning. Maybe. I think there was another scene in there before... Back at the... Involving the lemurs. Okay. I thought it was during the morning, but... In that general span of time, Dr. Zubumafu is telling his dad, Watson, hey, they got this weapon that's on the way. Yeah. We got to do something about it. And, of course, Watson's not going to do anything about it because he's he's a pacifist. completely immovable. Yeah. He's so clinging on to his old beliefs that... He's willing to die while clinging on to him. He would prefer to die holding on to his beliefs than live and defy them. And die and live, not just being him, but... The entire village. Yeah. The Separatists are on the march. They're returning to our village. They did not attack us before. There's no reason to think they will this time. Father, they would not be coming back here unless they intended to do us harm. 
This is war, but not our war. We've done nothing to provoke them, and we will not. That is their way. So we will just lay down and be slaughtered. Father, even if we don't fight the Separatists, we must defend ourselves. Mounting a defense is still engaging in battle. If we sacrifice our beliefs, we're no better than they are. Our philosophy has helped us to survive for generations, and we will not change our morals now or ever. So, Dr. Zabumafu... These two episodes are kind of deep. Yeah, well, like the they, last one... Well... I mean, you knew that they were pacifists in the last one, yeah. but it didn't really touch much on it. This one is like... It, it is dealing with some like pretty... Like, it's... Kind of heavy themes. It's th- like, exactly. Thematically heavy. Yeah. But but what were you going to say? Go on. Yeah, so Dr. Zabumafu who I'm feeling more and more ridiculous for saying Dr. Zabumafu and Watson <laughs> because of how deep it's getting. But I'll keep going for it. We need the levity. Dr. Zabumafu is getting pretty torn between, on one side, I want to honor generations of how like this village has done things. I want to honor my father. But on the other side, we're about to die if I don't do anything about this. Decisions, decisions. And... I don't know when they showed up before. It was before. Was it before this? The Jedi get there and they start stacking up loads of giant pods as a barrier. They just found yet another use for the giant magic (laughs) pods. Yeah. And of course, Watson is very upset with this because first of all, the Jedi are back and he doesn't want to be on a side. The fortune cookie message at at the beginning of this was like, in times of war, one must eventually choose a side. Which I thought was kind of stupid, because I was like, well, duh. But then I realized, oh. That's totally... Yeah. This this is that these, one of the few instances that the little fortune cookie message at the beginning actually relates to the episode. <laughs> In a clear way. In an was, obvious way, yeah. yeah. But the Jedi are pretty unrelenting, because they got it figured out. Exactly. They're Jedi. I mean, that's what they do. They're the guardians of the galaxy, if you will. The original guardians of the galaxy. The OG. G-O-T-G. <laughs> you had to think about what the second acronym was. I did, because I was just going to say the OG guardians of the galaxy, but then I realized the second acronym... The second... Acronym? Acronym. Has multiple Gs as well? Has both multiple Gs and an O. <laughs> the OG G-O-T-G. You know, if you think about it, I mean, it's not like there's going to be any negative consequences from the lemurs if the Jedi just do what they want anyway, because being pacifists, that's true. they're not going to stop them. <laughs> I mean, they, the only thing they can do is talk to them and tell them, no. I mean, they can get real annoyed by that. But all Watson does... Irish is- accent. <laughs> but all Watson can... Nothing against Irish accents. I love the Irish accent. That was just a joke. Just don't want to offend the Irish. But yeah, good point. They 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 can't do anything about it anyway. Yeah, because Watson still thinks that he can resolve everything by talking. So the Jedi just put in their mental earplugs and keep on stacking pods. While what's-his-name is yapping. And look out, battle droids and tanks approaching from the other side. That's right, William. It's General Not Good. And it's not just tankaroos. It's that fancy tankaroo with the wrench gun. That can kill living things. Maybe. They haven't tested it yet. And the A-team and everyone else can totally see, oh, the bad guys. So they go on the other side (laughs) of the pods. 
and uh well but general not good also sees oh the jedi oh yeah that's right and he's like well 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 those little liars those pretty little liars but it's not like he cares. He's going to kill them all anyway. Exactly. I mean, it's not like they don't have shields or anything. But Wait, bef- what's that? They do have shields? And they look just like the Gungan shields from the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Which I love. And I guess they had turned it on like right after he had fired the shell before it hit the ground. Yeah. Because it was like, it, it had already they, ignited. The writers wanted to make it a really tense moment. And it worked. Or a big reveal. Or both. Well, I mean... We already knew they had the shields, yeah. but at this point, you've kind of forgotten. Exactly. And you're like, this fire is totally going to burn down this pods until the shields come exactly. on. And from the inside of the shield, it looks pretty terrifying. Yeah. Because it's just this ripple of fire just bouncing against it, and you can kind of hear the muffled roar mm-hmm. of, the, of the explosion. But the shield works, and are they safe? Well, what happened in The Phantom Menace, Matthew, when the tankaroos couldn't shoot through the Gungan shield? I'll tell you what happened in The Phantom Menace when the Tankaroos couldn't shoot through the Gungan shield. They sent out the battle droids to walk on through. And that's exactly what happened here, isn't it, Matthew? That's right, William. <laughs> I'm, 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 this podcast is also my audition to be a game show announcer. That's right, William. It's the new and improved battle droid. You're hired. Was that the press is right? No, that's... that's uh. Everyone's random. favorite game show, Family Feud, oh. Steve Harvey. Oh. <laughs> With everyone's favorite man, Steve Harvey. <laughs> With everyone's favorite mustache. My favorite mustache. It's the best mustache in the universe. Clearly. But yeah, there's battle droids, and they are marching towards the shields, and it's a lot like the Phantom Menace. But thankfully this time you don't just have a bunch of Gungans with shields and <laughs> blue No, this time we have lemurs. <laughs> Well, this time you have at least two people with guns and three people with lightsabers. That's true. Which is a lot better than... And it makes all the difference. <laughs> which cl- which we find out is a lot better than as many Gungan grenades as you want. <laughs> and this, my friend, is when we bring him back to why it's kind of ridiculous that they had to have a far-fetched plan to kill four battle droids. Yeah. Because the A-team... And the two clones just go for it. They're like, these lemurs are defenseless. We're not letting the battle droids pass these shields, of which there are a ton. Yes. And they just dive into the battle action. droids, not shields. Yes. And so they just dive into the action. Head first. And go for it. And they totally handle themselves. And it's fantastic. It's pretty cool. It's just slashing clankers left and right. Yes. As it should be. Ayla kicks one of them in the head. I didn't notice that. It was great. But I was at that point I was like, oh man, this animation's like really fast and dynamic and I like it. Because like Yeah. She was like like it was like a few frames and like her foot was in the air. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and they get past the first wave and as they're finishing up the last few, there's a battle <laughs> droid that's like in the tank next to um General Not Good. Yeah. With binoculars and he's watching the battle and he's counting down how many battle droids they have left and he's just like five five four four three three two two one one no more (laughs) zero sir the first squad has been destroyed squad two and three attack 
That wasn't so tough. That was just the first wave. And so, Professor... Pro, professor Not Good? No, we're changing not the, good. no, we're changing the name. It's Professor Not Good now. So, Professor Not Good is like, all right, send in the second wave. And at, at that point, I was thinking, why not just have all of them go for it at once? I mean, you know, if a few of them can take care of it, then why would you waste all of them? Because if you use the same, like, amount every time... Shh, don't question it. Anyway, <laughs> they send in the second wave... And this one is starting to push them back a bit until it actually pushes them back through uh, the Gungan shield. Yeah. Also, I at one point, the clones, the clones, like, stayed behind, like, yeah. shooting, you know, whatever got past the, the A-team. And as the clones were, like, sinking back into the, into the shield, there was a point where they were on one side of the shield, but their blaster barrels were on the other side and yeah. i was like wait why don't you just stand behind the shield the whole and just time stick yeah. your blaster out and just shoot like then you're completely protected but you can shoot wherever that's a fantastic point i didn't think i've of never that. seen that in a and like they've used shields multiple times in star wars but i've never seen that that is a fantastic point matthew thank you william yeah but yeah, that happens. Yeah. And they all get pushed back into the shield anyway. And this is where the pods come in handy that they have stacked up. Because the Jedi and the clones are athletic enough to climb over them. Whereas the battle droids are not well built enough to climb over them. At all. But they do just kind of shoot through them because they have that many blasters. And supers that got, that have, well, peanut droids as we peanut call droids, them. Peanut droids, of course. That have uh, like wrist cannons that can shoot through them. Yeah. So... At this point, it's really bad because there's a bunch of defenseless lemurs laying around. So they start... They all... They scatter. Take cover! <laughs> and they, they do their best to take cover. They, they probably wheel around some. Yeah. And now that the battle droids are inside the shield, they can shoot the shield generator, which they do, which causes it to turn off, which means... Uh-oh. The tank can totally destroy everything now. Well, except the battle droids. Everything organic, yes. Yeah. So... Anakin, even though he's still, like, he, he's managing his own, but he's still wrapped up in bandages, keep defending. Yeah, his, his injuries, in the, at the beginning of the episode, his injuries kind of hindered him a little bit, but then they completely abandoned that. Because, like, at the beginning... He's struggling to sit up. Yeah, like, like at the, when they're chasing the iProbe Mini, Ahsoka and Ayla start running after it, but... Anakin he's having like, lots of trouble keeping up and yeah. he's like grabbing his sides he's like ah, 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 no it's okay it's fine ah, I don't like sand <laughs> not to that degree <laughs> but you know he's fine so <laughs> he's running after the tank he's like I'll, I'll take care of this everyone else don't let any lemurs die <laughs> <laughs> protect the lemurs and at this moment now there's battle droids everywhere in the village. The A-team is down one man because he has to disable a tank, a tankaroo, that can destroy everybody. And there's still lots of battle droids. It looks kind of hopeless. And Dr. Zabumafu notices that and feels compassion for the Jedi. And for, you know, his own people who are about to get destroyed. <laughs> and himself also. <laughs> and his pacifist father is still saying, no, we do not fight. That is how our generation has survived. 
forever. But not anymore. So, Zaboom, and I'm just going to say this his real name because of how serious this moment is. Okay, sure. Wog2 has to decide between doing what people want and doing what's right. And thankfully, he chooses, sorry, Dad, I can't sit still. And he and his friends kind of, I mean, even pleasing his dad still because they don't... They don't kill anybody. They don't even know how to kill. But as we saw in the previous episode, they know how to wrap ropes around things' legs and knock them over. Yeah. So since they're pretty short and really fast as wheels, (laughs) they just roll around and tie a bunch of battle droids up by the legs. One of them has like a pitchfork thing. And another of them has the end of the rope. The, the one with the rope tosses it way up in the air. And the other one throws the pitchfork up and it snags the rope. And then plants it into the ground. And as it does that, all the battle droids get knocked down. And Ahsoka just runs in with his light, her lightsaber and drags it <laughs> on the ground and chops the rest of them up. Yeah. Which was like more funny than it was supposed to be. <laughs> but it was also cool at the same time. Cool, yeah. yeah. It was a swift... Yeah. It was slick. It was, it was. slick. It was real slick. But they're not saved yet because... Slick snips. True. But they're not safe yet because there's still that tanker room. And this part's actually not very climactic. I mean, Anakin yeah. jumps up and chops the cannon in half. The climactic part was mostly the battle droids getting knocked down. But yeah. also they have the tank to deal with, so they deal with that. Because it was like even like emotionally climactic. Yeah. For Dr. Zabumafu. But you can't let it get too intense, I guess. Yeah, so, sure. And it wasn't like the Anakin's part wasn't exciting at all. But yeah, it's not a lot. I to mean, say he about was it. running on a tankeroo. Oh, I forgot about this though. After he chopped that tankeroo in half, good old Professor Not Good starts kind of waddling as fast as he can <laughs> in the opposite direction, like he's got anywhere to go. <laughs> Back to the fortress. Maybe there's another ship. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's just hoping Anakin doesn't see him. But Anakin does, and he stops him using the Force and lifts him up in the air. <laughs> there goes my promotion. He doesn't kill him though. What does he do with him? What happens after that? I don't even know. I think I was a little confused because I don't really think they kind of wrap up what happens to a. Uh, Professor not good. Yeah. But they wrap up everything else really quickly. Yeah. Um with a uh, Dr. Zabuma new as they'll call him because oh, he's uh, because he's a new he's a new man. Yeah. He's a huh? new man. He's a new oh. man. Well, he's chosen aside. I guess that's where the name Newman comes from. <laughs> no way. Never had that thought ever in my life. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> Dr. Zabuma knew. Thanks, the Jedi, for what they've done. Thank you, Wagtu. Thank you. Our village would certainly have been destroyed without your protection. And even Does Watson w- say anything? Yeah, Watson yes. kind of begrudgingly, like, okay, kind of get it now. Not happy about it, but they did save our skins. Thank you. Father, I was just offering the Jedi our thanks. Perhaps we do owe you thanks, but I still wonder at what cost. And as they're doing all that, they look up in the sky. And they see three Republic cruisers. Watson looks a little annoyed because it's more people to deal with. And... Matthew. William. 
what do you rate this episode with Metachlorians? I quite enjoyed this episode. Probably just as much as the last one. Me too. Even more so. Maybe. Well, you gave the last one a 9 out of 10. Did I give it a 9? You gave it a 9 out of 10. Okay. It was highly irrational. So, why don't you go first? (laughs) I will also give this one a 9. Okay. Not going to bump it up. Thank you. (laughs) I feel like it's not actually a 9. It's more like an 8. But Just say an 8 then. No. I'm going to say it's a 9. I'm going to say it's just as good as the other one, but for different reasons. Yeah. The other one was just kind of... I was amazed at the ridiculousness of it all. <laughs> this one, I was adjusted to the ridiculousness. And then the new stuff they added was actually pretty dang yeah. good. So, yeah, I'll give it a nine. Granted, if I gave the last episode an eight, I'd probably give it an eight. <laughs> but since I did give the last one a nine and I feel like it is of equal whatever's then. You're going to regret that like two seasons from now. <laughs> probably. But as far as season one, it's a good season one nine. <laughs> We'll okay. go with that. Okay, sure. Nine season one midichlorians. Okay. They haven't evolved yet. I, You know what? I was going to give this one the same thing that I gave the last episode, which was a seven. But I did enjoy it a little bit more. Um, and I thought, like I said, the character stuff was really good. And I actually cared about what happened. Like, yeah. And that's there's something to say for that. In fact, there is everything to say for that because like character is like one of the most important things. True. And they nailed it. So I'm gonna give it an eight. So overall, that's eight point five midichlorians. And that brings us to the end of all that. That's right. And this week we do not have a William Potter because we have not watched a Harry Potter. That's right. We're not watching one this week. Uh, don't worry, it will return. Uh, hopefully sooner than later. But I just started a summer job that takes up a lot of time, so I don't always have time to do that. All the time. Literally takes up all the time. 24-7. It does, it does not stop. With one hand, I'm doing the podcast, and the other hand, I'm still doing that summer job right now. It's, a, it's amazing that you brought a summer camp into the studio. The entire campus. Look at all these. There are like 500 kids here. Hi, kids! <laughs> Also, both my feet right now are still cleaning vinyl curtains with a metal toothbrush from last week. Wow, look at that. It was really dirty. You've got a toothbrush between your pinky toe and your next to your pinky toe. My ring toe? Your ring toe. Yeah. <laughs> William, end the podcast. I don't want I don't want that image anymore. So if you enjoyed the podcast and you'd like to learn more, you can do so about by About the podcast. Yes, about the podcast. If you want to learn more about anything wikipedia is your place yeah probably but if you want to know about the podcast our podcast specifically surviving the clone wars you can go to surviving the clone wars.com the website about surviving the clone wars the podcast that's this one (laughs) yep but if you want to actually listen to it including future ones and past ones and now ones which is now man that's like all the different ghosts from the christmas carol Experience all the Christmas magic on iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher. You can subscribe or follow us on all of those to listen to the future episodes. Yes. Because you'll be notified when those happen. But if you want to take your fandom a step further (gasps) and connect with the Surviving the Clone Wars community (gasps) or contact us, you can do so on Twitter at SurvivingTheCW 
or you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash surviving the clone wars matthew william where can they find you on the interwebs they can find me on the interwebs on twitter at resdolph that's r-e-s-d-o-l-p-h you can also find me on instagram at reservoir dolphin and hey i'll spell it for you r-e-s-e-r-v-o-i-r-d-o-l-p-h-i-n May, you should be on Sesame Street right now. I've always thought that. Teaching kids how to spell. Thank you. I've always thought that. It's been like, ever since I saw Big Bird for the first time when I was three, I was like, I want to be on this show. Spelling specifically? You know, I mean, when, when, you, when you have a gift, you know, it, it helps. It, it, you, sh- you, should, you should use it to your advantage. So, I mean, as exemplified by the at least 10 or 20 spelling bee trophies he has lined up against the wall. It's yeah, exactly. Right next to the best podcast trophies. Oh wow. When did we get those? Just last week. Sweet. Thanks for telling me. The Academy called us. The Podcast Academy. The Podcast to me? I was hoping you would do that. That sounds like a medical procedure. <laughs> <laughs> William, where can they find you on the internet? They can find me on Twitter at Arbizer. That's A-R-B-I-Z-E-R, where I'm currently rating my top 10 favorite smoked cheeses. You can also follow me on SoundCloud, where I do another thing besides a podcast on this SoundCloud, if you're listening on SoundCloud, which is I make music on my computer and put it on SoundCloud, some of which is free to download, and a lot of which is not. And I don't really know why, which, why, how I decide which one is which, but you can listen to all of them on that page. And that's my SoundCloud. That's also soundcloud.com slash Arbizer. Same thing as the Twitter. You're welcome. But as Matthew stares down at his cell phone, I can go ahead and tell you that if you want to email us... What you, are you, 80? His cell phone. Jeez Louise, Grandpa. You do realize I very much use a flip phone. <laughs> yeah. You do realize that very much a few years ago, I upgraded from a flip phone <laughs> to, to another flip, flip phone. phone. You really are 80. In spirit, my brother. (laughs) Go on. Lol. Get it? Because 80-year-olds don't say lol. (laughs) I got it. Go on. If you want to email us... Sorry I called you grandpa, by the way. But go on. If you'd like to email us, send us an email. Contact at survivingthecloneworks.com or fill out the contact form on our website, survivingthecloneworks.com forward slash contact Matthew. Yes, William. Any other thoughts about this episode? Uh, not really. Do you? Yeah, I actually do. <gasps> really? Well, kind of. We're switching it up. I noticed that there was a bug crawling around on the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was in the the part where they were chasing the... As in, like, in real life, there was yes. a small bug that has been in this basement. I mean, uh, the studio for <laughs> two years. Because tiny bugs live that long. Yeah. Anyway, it was crawling around on the TV. It always does that. It chooses a TV, and it's the worst. It was crawling around on the TV, and I think one of the clone troopers was like running towards uh, towards the like the camera and to the side, and right as his shoulder like got to the part where the bug was, the bug jumped, and it totally looked like. He nut, like ran into the bug and it just like knocked it several feet. <laughs> and I laughed pretty audibly at that, but I don't think you were like. 
I heard you laugh, and I, I, I mean, I remember hearing you laugh, but I completely forgot that you laughed. Because it wasn't a funny part. It was just, <laughs> I'm looking at this bug, and then the clone trooper just bumps it with his shoulder. That was fantastic. Yep. See you next Sunday. Sometimes when people sneeze instead of saying bless you, I just say, shut up.